This episode of the regular podcast is brought to you by Barack Obama. That's right. Barack paid for an advertisement on this here podcast for me to tell y'all that the regular podcast is the best podcast out right now. So y'all make sure y'all get over to SoundCloud. Make sure you get over to Apple Podcasts. If you have another podcast app, make sure you search for and subscribe to and share with your friends the regular podcast. Appreciate it. Alright, alright, I told y'all before, I got the soundboard now, so, not a soundboard, man, I, I just hooked up my sounds with my with my keyboard and everything, so, we gonna be, we gonna be hitting the, you know, we hit them joints every once in a while, you feel me? How y'all been this week? Uh, I've been cool, we gonna do a brief podcast today, you know, I don't have anything heavy to talk about, or, matter of fact, one thing is... On the heavier side because it's a family issue, not my family issue, but some some ladies out there in the in the world they're going through this right now. So uh, I wanted to discuss it and see what y'all thought about this about it. Uh, my week was cool. What did I do uh, over this last weekend? I don't, I don't think I did anything, man. Uh, well, I did something. Shay took me out like a day of dating. Like we went out and. Sh- uh, like she took care of everything, so that was cool. You know what I mean. I always appreciate when you know we can do a good thing like that, and I don't have to pay for it. You feel me? Not that I always pay, but I'm just saying I appreciate when I don't have to pay. You feel me? And so yeah, I appreciated that. Where did we go? We went, um, man. You know, we went a few places for real. We was just, you know, we was just out there. But what we concluded our dating day was at a an ice cream festival at Piedmont Park in Midtown Atlanta. Mid- Piedmont Park is a nice park, man. Y'all, if y'all ever come to Atlanta, you feel me? You know, y'all might want to check out Piedmont Park. It's a great, it's a scenic spot. So it's a place that a lot of people go to take pictures for weddings and take pictures, period. Uh, you know, they like to do festivals down there, especially since you can see the buildings, the large buildings behind the trees down there. So it's a very, very scenic spot. And it's large. So they had a they had a lot of stuff going on down there. And we just went out there, we sat and ate some um ate ice cream and just chilled and talked and looked at people. <laughs> you know how that go. So uh yeah, that was cool. We did that last weekend. Uh right now is Wednesday. Wednesday the uh oh August first actually. You know, so we, we in the August and being down here in Atlanta Normally it's hot as as hell, all like the whole summer. But this year has been strangely not like that. I mean, it's been hot like it's summertime, but it hasn't been like, yo, I can't be outside type hot. It's just it feels it doesn't feel like I don't know what's going on, yo. But y'all let me know what, what how y'all been and what y'all got going on. You can hit me on the twitters at kilo underscore righteous. Shout out to all the other podcasts that show me love. I'll show y'all love. You know, any any of the homies, y'all want me to advertise something on here, just hit me up. And that's how we do it, you know. One, The first thing I wanted to start off with is the biggest thing that I feel like, you know, LeBron James, he opened up his school, you know what I mean? 
and you know I had to come in with the. So I had to start up with LeBron James. He's from the he's from the same area code I'm from. You know I'm from Youngstown. He's from Akron. That's a forty minute drive. You feel me? For me, I can't worry about what everybody say about me. I'm LeBron James from Akron, Ohio, from the inner city. I'm not even supposed to be here. That's enough. Every night I walk into the, the locker room, I see a number six with James on the back. I'm blessed. So what everybody say about me off the court don't matter. I ain't got no worries. Brian ain't got no worries, man. You heard him. He said he ain't got no worries, and I really feel that. So many people want to want to want to talk down on my guy because of some things that really, you know, a one man can't do anything about, which is like a final series against some of the best teams in, in NBA history. But now I'm looking at all the rest of these super rich people. LeBron is not the richest black person in America. Let's be clear. I'm looking at the rest of these people like, you know, I remember when Oprah said Oprah was like, yo. I'm putting my schools in Africa because these American black kids, they don't appreciate education. Trying to play us. Like, we don't appreciate education. Yes, we do. We just don't have good education. Like, we go to school and we got to share books and shit. Some schools, some kids can't even take books home. Some of us went to school where the books was old as hell. So you you using books from the, from the early 90s and shit like that. And Oprah had the nerve to make a billion dollars off of our image and then go up on, in front of you know, the world to say that she put her schools in Africa because we don't appreciate education. That's that's coonery right there. And I ain't calling Oprah a coon, but to say that about us in America is crazy, man. Like, we do appreciate education, which is why I'm looking at these celebrities sideways right now because, yo, other people could have done something similar. Now, you also need the mindset to do it. LeBron comes from dire situations. He probably had this on his mind his whole life, really. So when you plan on doing something your whole life and then you turn out to be six foot eight and gifted, you are a little bit more able to do some things like that. Like he was an athlete his whole life. So some of the do some of other people with money, they weren't able to focus on one thing because some of them were trying to navigate the streets. Or some of them were trying to navigate the struggles of what it's like to be a black woman in in Hollywood, like Oprah or like Kathy Hughes, you know. So I wouldn't just say that's why I said I'm not going to call nobody a coon because everybody has their own struggles. LeBron been probably focusing on this since he was a little kid. All he needed to do was get the money, the love. You know, a big part of what he's doing right now came from the ability to connect with corporations, being that he's never been in trouble in his career. Corporations love putting their brand next to him because he is the perfect role model. He's never like he's never been in trouble for anything. His first time being ejected from a game was like this year, year 15 of his career being ejected. It is. And then the reason he got ejected didn't even make sense. So, yeah. So like this is so I'm not going to shit on everybody, but I'm just looking at y'all a little bit sideways right now. That's all I'm saying. Now, back to my man, Brian Brown. So his school is called the I Promise School. It is a public school in the Akron School District. I don't know if if Akron has their own school district or if it's run by the county, but it's a it's an Akron public school. Public school. 
They are providing tuition-free education to the children. So nobody has to pay tuition. All the uniforms are free. They provide free bicycle and helmet to all the students. Free transportation to students living within two miles. Free breakfast, lunch, and snacks for the children. The food pantry is available to families. So the families of the children that go to the school, it, you know, the food pantry is available. Now get this shit right here. This is this is the cold thing about this is the cold thing about coming from the situation that LeBron comes from. His another thing, GEDs and job placement services for parents. Think about that. What school in the history of the world has ever offered GED and job placement services for the parents of the students that go to that school. Has that ever happened in world history? If it has happened, y'all let me know. I have never heard of that in, in my life. The school that your children go to can help you get employment. Why is that so? Why was that so important to LeBron? First of all, LeBron grew up with only one of his parents, and the parent that he did have, which was his mother, Miss Gloria. She struggled. He moved around a whole lot. He didn't even like. Actually, LeBron James went to school, preschool in Youngstown. My city. That's a result of his mom moving around a whole lot. So uh, my man's moved around a lot because his mom was bouncing around a lot. So that that he probably feels maybe if she had more stability well, not maybe if she had more stability, we wouldn't have had to go through some of the stuff we went through. And LeBron is a very positive dude. So none of us really even know what the hell he was going through in them early years of life, like his first 10 years before, you know, everybody wanted to get on his team about about sports and things. We don't know what he was really seeing with just a mom and, and going from Youngstown to Akron. It's two very rough places, whether y'all know it or not, people who listening who are not from there whether y'all know it or not these are some rugged areas so and he never really he he when lebron tells his story he's normally telling it from the sports aspect he he'll say he lived in the projects he'll say you know he was hungry or whatever but he's not telling stories of what was happening so we don't even know so in his mind he felt like he couldn't even do a school without helping out the kids parents because why does it matter for you to have a free bicycle coming home feeding the children at school when at home, the mom is living or the, the parents are living in extreme poverty and they can't get a job because they're unemployed because of everything going on with our economy right now. It's not really. Yeah, it's, it, it will help to have the child have a great, you know, time in school and, and experience. But if the kid goes home and has to deal with a bunch of bullcrap, it's going to be harder for them to focus at school which is a big issue for a lot of children in the hood coming up. You know, if you can't, if, if everything is bad at home, it's just a good chance that you won't be a good student. Some kids make it through, but a lot of children don't. So to me, that's probably the most amazing thing. Free tuition, you know, it's a public school, so that's not too different. Free uniforms is a major, major thing. The bicycle and helmet, that's great also. But that GED and job placement shit for the parents is the biggest Shocker to me. I, that's something they. I feel like they kept that a secret all the way up until now because I didn't even know all this time I've been hearing about the school. I never heard about that part of it. So, uh, yeah, that's the that's that's wow. And then the last thing I see on I'm looking at this list that everybody else saw on uh on social media. 
Guaranteed tuition to the University of Akron for every student who graduates. Now, so if you graduate, because this school is from first grade to eighth grade. So if you graduate from the school to eighth grade, you are guaranteed uh, tuition to Akron University. So that's another major entity, which would be Akron U, another major entity that is aligning themselves with the mission of LeBron James. Like I said, every corporation, every entity, every business uh, uh, entity wants to be aligned with this man because since the age of 18 up until right now he's 33 he has remained clean the, every, the so the world at large loves him because you know he's just a great athlete and he is great at pretty much everything we love him though because he is he reminds of us of ourselves he stayed true to the culture he didn't go he he if there was ever anything that could be considered a sellout, LeBron James is the furthest thing from it. The only thing that he really did that people don't like is the fact that he was switching teams. But even that's not really bad. So the fact that the biggest issue people have with LeBron in his life is him switching teams. I mean, that guy, that's a great human being right there. So... Uh, my man is, is lining himself up. So there's a lot of different sponsors at the school. They have a wall. I'm sure everybody's seen this by, by now, but the wall of shoes, each of those shoes, I think they said it was like 150 pair. They were all shoes that LeBron actually wore in the game, in a game at some point in his career. I guess he kept them all for this specific reason because he knew he was going to auction them off and then donate all that money to his school. Listen, y'all. This, this is this is next level type shit. It's not even. This is not even athlete or entertainer stuff. This is politician shit. This is like Bill Gates level philanthropy. Not level because Bill Gates has more money, but this the the mindset to do something like this at this magnitude is high level, very high level. You feel me? Like I don't, I don't even know, yo. I'm amazed. Y'all let me know how y'all feel about it, man. I say the the way I feel, I already felt like the little GOAT conversation was over a while ago. As far as basketball skill, I felt like the GOAT shit was over anyway. But now when we're we talking about like athletic GOAT, LeBron just, I feel like he just closed the book on that. He shut the book. It's over with. The book is written. The final word in the book is King James. The final two words is King James. That's it. Shit is over with. It's not a stalemate. It's a checkmate. Y'all know that uh, it's like a gif or a jif. I guess that's the correct way to say it. Of, of Denzel when he smacked the table because he like frustrated or whatever. That's Jordan right now when he's thinking about himself as the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? It's over. He's, he's, it's a wrap. I think this school is worth 10 championship rings, at least. Has to be. Like, when you talk, the only thing that, only person I really see people comparing them to is Muhammad Ali. When it comes to total greatness as a human and athlete, Muhammad Ali. And I don't think, not, I don't think Muhammad Ali has done what LeBron is doing. Not, I don't think, I know he didn't, he didn't. 
Muhammad Ali was a great person. He stood up for black people. He said, I'm not going to war. He went to prison over that shit. He said, send me to, he said, I'm going to prison. I'm not going over there to fight them. I don't have no problem with them. They ain't did nothing to me. I'm not going. And he didn't go. And he, he lost his, his belt. He went to prison. He had to sit out for some years. And he came back fighting. You know what I mean? Ali was the man back then. LeBron is doing the equivalent of that, but magnified by at least tenfold. When you open up a school in an area like that, this this is probably my favorite part because we we get to we get to finally use the word at risk in our favor because the school is for at risk youth in this community. That's almost a way to segregate in our favor. Normally, they use the word at risk. To put cops everywhere. You feel me? They normally use the word at risk to point out who who uh, is more problematic in the school setting. Now we get to use the word at risk in the school setting to target the children we want to benefit from this program right here. That's magnificent. We never I ain't gonna say we never seen it because I'm sure that's probably what Jalen Rose did up there in Detroit. But. This is amazing right here. He said this is for at-risk kids. Now we get the target. We get the pinpoint now. So we're we not just going to let everybody who has money come to our school because then it won't benefit the people we're trying to help. So what we're going to do, we're going to put that word on it, that put that at-risk on it. And we're going to use it to our benefit now because so many years it's been used to our detriment. You feel me? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see... The best thing about what I'm seeing right now on social media, I have not seen a single person have anything bad to say about this school. I ain't seen it. Now, if y'all saw it, let me know. I ain't seen one person said nothing bad about this. This is probably the first time I've ever seen anybody do anything on social media or it's shown on social media and not one person said anything bad. Even when when, uh, people have babies, they say something bad. I haven't seen any one single bad remark about LeBron opening up this school. So that, that means everybody is in agreement. This is probably one of the greatest achievements ever, especially for the, for the area that we come from. Like, it's not in my city, but to be that close, I mean, I'm happy for them kids up there that get to, they get to experience that. I can't imagine what it would have been like to, even though I went to a, a cool school in high school, it wasn't, you know, it didn't have, it was, it was rough as far as structure because there was no structure. It was the first year they, they had no guidance for us, but I was in a better situation than other kids in, in my city because I went to that school and that school came for, from Bill Gates also for quote unquote, like at risk kids or kids that weren't living up to their full potential or whatever. It my school was for that at first, but it changed. It's not the same anymore. So I hope LeBron School, the I Promise School in Akron, can remain true to his mission at helping at-risk kids. Because the school I went to started out like that, but now they only let like the smartest, the best, and the brightest in there and shit like that. Which I mean, we was a little bit too rowdy, so we messed it up for everybody coming after us. But so hopefully, when because they're dealing with first graders, so hopefully when dealing with smaller kids. They'll be a lot more easy to control so they will never have to stray away from the mission. But I know I just talked about this shit for 20 minutes, but listen, y'all, 
Like, it, it, it just makes me feel good, man. It just makes me feel good. Ohio! You feel me? That was, a, that was a, you know, that probably sounded crazy, but yes, there's a movie called Buffed Up, yo. <laughs> it's about Detroit. It's not about, the, it's about, um, you know, the Cartier glasses and what they mean to, you know, the small segment of people in Detroit, yo. Y'all got to see that movie. It's on Amazon Prime, man. That's where I got that sound from. Ohio, bitch! That came from Buffed Up. That's that's just so funny to me, yo. Fuck is you talking about? Like, y'all y'all got to watch that movie, man. They really was trying to play us, play Ohioans <laughs> with that shit right there, but it, it's a funny movie, yo. Y'all need to see it if you have not seen it. It's about, it's like a wacky, wacky adventure of two friends that want to go to Detroit and get them some glasses so they can get girls. It's it's silly, man. Y'all need y'all need to check that movie out. All right, y'all. That's that's all I got to say about Brian Brian. LeBron is the goat. His ring his his school is worth ten rings. So right now LeBron has thirteen rings. That is more than everybody in the any single player in the history of the sport. LeBron has more rings than they do because he just he just got ten more. All right. Now let's discuss. The family issue that I just said I wanted to discuss. So a, a situation got posted on Twitter. It came from Facebook, but it was screenshot, brought on Twitter or whatever. And it was posted by the Empress Nick, which is, you know, Nicole from the podcast Queens. I don't even know if they still do that podcast. I'm sure they don't. But Empress Nick at the Empress Nick, she posted it. All right. This is what happened. A lady has a boyfriend. She also has a 17-year-old daughter. This lady said, she went on Facebook, and I'm going to just, can I read y'all the post? Stick with me for a second, because y'all have to hear it so that y'all know what's going on. Thank God for putting me in the right place at the right time. I said when I found out about the situation with Boom Man, in, in parentheses, the guy I was seeing, and my daughter, I would confirm it on Facebook. When I ran into some people that I've been seeing them together all along. They didn't know she was my daughter until after the post. So yes, Facebook, it was true. His 40-year-old ass, soon to be 41, was dating me and sleeping with my daughter when she was 17. Shaking my head, but I'm over it. Just wanted to put them on blast as far as I'm concerned. They can have each other. I just thank God for removing them both from my life. Now, remember early in the joint, I said this is a family thing. Now, I, the reason I wanted to, I wanted to discuss it because it's, it's creating like this little buzz, this, you know, this little convo on the on the Twitters, and people was trying to figure out, you know, who they feel like is wrong in the situation, which clearly we know from just face value, the man is wrong because he's forty whatever years old dealing with the daughter. But then, then you have some people saying. The daughter is wrong also because they're saying, why would you be doing this to your mom's boyfriend? Or why would you do this and not tell your mother? Or why, if he came at you in a sexual way, why didn't you tell your mother if he made advances at you or whatever like that? My, my initial thought was, uh, I thought it was interesting that the lady didn't view her daughter as a victim. And not not to be on some, not to say that all girls or young girls or whatever is innocent but she's only she was a kid though he was 40 years old you anybody who dealt with a chick 
especially if she was younger than you. And I'm talking about like one or two years younger than you. You know that her mind is not all the way there yet. You know you got a little bit more experience. You can you can play with her a little bit, manipulate as they would say. I guess not as they would say. That's the word for it. <laughs> manipulate. You can you can manipulate her. All right, if she was a younger female. You can manipulate older ones too. I'm just saying but if you're 40 years old, she's young enough to be your child and not even be your oldest. You could have like four children older than her. That's how young she is compared to you. Hold on, y'all. Shay calling me. Hold up. Hello. Hey. What's up? Yeah, I'm, I'm recording the podcast, so I'm going to hit you back shortly. All right. So y'all know how easy it is to manipulate certain females into doing certain things. So if you're 41 years or 40 years old dealing with a 17 year old, you're all the way foul. She's way too young. That's not even. Yeah, you know I mean, that's not, that's not even. Even though, okay, so they were in the state of Alabama. The legal age of consent is 16. So he didn't break a law. But come on, man. You ain't, ain't got it. You know what I mean? He ain't got to do that. That's not cool. Just because it's not illegal don't mean it's cool to do. Now, that's one. But then it came back in my mind and I said, hold up. This lady ain't never say shit to give her proof that that they was having, that her daughter and their boyfriend was having sex with each other. So then I thought, is this one of them like, y'all seen the movie Precious? Precious? Is this one of those Precious type situations where her mom is just so insecure that she's just jealous of the presence of her daughter at all. You know, her daughter, the her daughter's presence. I I guess she, she would be like, because she's a cute kid, cute young girl. So her daughter being cute is threatening to her. So she would go so far as to blast her daughter and say her daughter's sleeping with a 40, 40 year old man. She's not even mad at the man. She seen the mom seems more like she feels betrayed by the two people that they would cheat on her. So you're not mad that a 41-year-old man sleeping with your kid. You're mad that they did it behind your back because they, y'all was in a relationship. So she seems to have very little empathy or sympathy or compassion for whatever the young girl was going through or whatever she may have gone through. But that's if they even ever had sex. So they may, might not even have sex. Now this lady done blasted her daughter all over the internet for the world to see and think that she's having sex with a 41-year-old man that happens to be her mother's boyfriend. So I'm thinking like, damn, this might be some real-life precious type shit. Minus the baby and all that. But this really might be some... Cause she, put her, she put her mom on blast. I mean, her mom put her on blast. Now she's all, now she's all over the internet being shared a bunch of times and people... Are talking crazy a little bit about the about the um about the young girl. I'm I'm just like damn yo. <clears throat> I don't even know if y'all if y'all care about shit like that you know situations like that. But it's just wild to me that that families would go through something like that, especially in this day and age. Because really, to me, that feels like some old school shit, like something that would have went on before. I guess the. I guess times, things really don't change, just the technology has changed. So how we get the information to each other is the only thing that really changed because I don't know. I never really never seen that type of situation in real life. So I don't know. But it feels to me like precious. 
I don't I don't know if the if that young girl did that. So not only is she bashing the the daughter, now she got the world thinking that her boyfriend is having sex with a kid. And he probably didn't. So because she's insecure, she got the world thinking that this man is a pedophile. Even though it's legal in that state, they're going to call him a pedophile because of how the age gap. You feel me? He was so let's see. If he's 40, about to be 41, she was 17. That's 17, 18 years. 17 years, right? I mean, um, not 17. That's 23 year difference. Just think about what you was doing at age 23. So at age 23, I was already in the military and back out, married and divorced. Like I was, I had already done, that was all done before I was 23. That means I'm 23. I did all that. Somebody was just born. Like some lady somewhere, wherever, just had a baby. 17 years later, I found that child, find that child and have sex with it. That's nasty. So if he didn't do that shit, to put that on him is wild. You can't, that's not cool. So a lot of these like allegations that that some of these women is making online man y'all everybody think like no me too women are scared to come out and speak you know let the women speak like some of these women ain't telling the truth man some of these women are even willing to throw their own daughters to the wolves which if that man was having sex with her he's a wolf she threw her daughter out there and said i'm glad they both out of my life he can have her she willing to throw her daughter to the wolves because of her own insecurities it ain't even like people were saying, yo, they having sex, and then she was embarrassed, and then she said, F them. She put all the information out there and just throw her daughter to the wolves, man. We got to do better as parents, man. We can't. That's not the move right there, man. That ain't the move. Throwing your, throwing your kid out there, you know. I, I'm not even going to feel like, I'm not even feeling like this because I have a child, a daughter. I feel like I would have thought this before I had a kid. You feel me? Like, you can't, you can't take you can't throw your child out there to the wolves like that, man. It's some real... If she thought he was a wolf, it's some real wolves out there that that, that young girl would have been in a totally different situation if somebody else would have got to her. You feel me? And and she's still young. Somebody else still could get to her. You know, you know this human trafficking shit is real, man. I'm just going to say it like that. And normally when they say the human traffickers, a lot of people think when you kidnap somebody and take them somewhere else, but... Sometimes, you know, the way it's easy to manipulate people, you just, you know, have a couple good nights with them, get them introduced to the to the right drugs. Next thing they know, they two months into work in a hotel room or a motel. You know what I'm saying? Especially they in Alabama. They real close to Atlanta. Somebody had go. Listen, man, you can't throw your kids out there like that. This is just. How I feel about it. Y'all let me know how y'all feel about it. If y'all heard about this situation or what do you think about it after you just heard me explain it, man. Y'all let me know what y'all think about it. I had I had another quick thing I wanted to talk about, but it wasn't really it wasn't really that serious. So I guess I, I could leave you here, man. I could leave you here. I could leave you here. I can't stand you. Ohio bitch! Fuck is you talking about? You know what I mean? You know, but since that's all I got for y'all, I'm gonna leave y'all with that. 
y'all, I really want y'all to tell me how y'all feel about this this mother-daughter-boyfriend triangle. You know, you got the 40, 40-year-old man, you got the mom, and you got the 17-year-old daughter. I want to know who y'all think is, is, you know, who you think is what in this situation. And um, also, be sure to stay on track with whatever goals you guys have, man. I don't care. You know, let's say sometimes you might set up a New Year's resolution or a six-month plan or a one-year plan. Let's say you set up a six-month goal list, right? Three goals for six months, and you don't accomplish them. You don't just say, oh, I didn't do it in six months. I failed. No, nigga. Fuck is you talking about? You got to keep going. All you have to do, let's just say you do it in, in, in seven months. So it's not a bad, like, it's not like the, the list of goals, the initial list and time frame of your goals is not the law. It's just a guideline that could help push you. But even if you procrastinate for eight or 10 months, if you get the goals accomplished after that, it's still a win. It doesn't take away from your win. So don't ever, don't, don't stop. The reason I'm saying that. Because I feel like a lot of people feel bad when they don't do something in a time period that they said they would do it in, especially when they announce to a lot of people that they plan to do something. Then they kind of get embarrassed, so they never want to talk about it again. They just leave it. They, like, fall back from it and never mention it again. But really, like, you don't have to stop. You just keep going. You don't. Also, you don't have to announce all your goals. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to. If you want to, that's cool. That's putting an extra layer of pressure on yourself. But sometimes it's cool. You know, we procrastinate. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's, there could be something wrong with it. But procrastination is not the end of the world. <laughs> you feel me? So, it's, you know, if you procrastinate a little bit, it's cool. I procrastinate a lot. So, you feel me? I would never stop working on goals, though. It'll never happen. You know, I don't care how far behind my initial time frame I am. If it's a goal, it's a goal. Why would it cha- why would it change? Unless, you know, you had a drastic change in life. But, you know, I just wanted to say that, man. Make sure y'all, you know, get out there and make sure y'all vote. Did I? Yeah, make make sure y'all get out there and vote this this upcoming election that we have, man. We, we I'm saying it now because, you know, we shouldn't only be talking about elections in October and, and you know, let's talk about it now. Y'all, it's midterms that, as they call it. So get out there, vote, and we're going to deal with it like that. Peace out, y'all.